welcome to the New Author Podcast with your hosts, Jerry Evanoff and Lindsay Evanoff. The super siblings will take you through their days as they write, publish, and market their books. They'll talk about their successes, their mistakes, and everything in between. And occasionally, they'll veer off into tangents that will most likely be discussion of which episode of The Office is their favorite. Seriously, they talk about The Office a lot. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be educated and entertained, but mostly entertained. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Author Podcast. Today is September 27th, 2020. This is episode number 96, and I am one of the hosts, Jerry Evanoff. With me, as always, is my sister, Lindsay. Lindsay, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. You know, it's another day. That doesn't sound very believable. Well, I mean, it's just, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a Sunday. Um, yeah. Th- this is a, a, always a really busy day for me, football-wise. It's weird, too, because really all I do is sit. Like I don't really <laughs> do anything. Super busy. <laughs> yeah, I don't really. But like from twelve thirty to one o'clock, I listen to podcasts or or XM radio, and I read Twitter like crazy because I want to make sure all of the fantasy league players I have going. And believe me, this is the most I've ever done in one year. Everybody's healthy, and and I know who's playing and who's not. And then the, at like one o five after the games start, and I don't have to do anything except watch. It, it's a little bit better. But like the the ten to one period on Sundays during football season is. I don't want to say stressful because it's not really stress. It's just <laughs> it's a little anxiety in terms of just making sure that all of my lineups are right. Cause I have forgotten stuff before and left people in who were injured and then gotten a zero from them because I just wasn't paying attention or I missed it mm. or whatever. So I always want to make sure I don't miss anything. Plus not only am I in the fantasy leagues, I'm in like betting pools at work and I'm in other, other types of fantasy leagues that aren't in the normal ones that I'm in. So it's just, it's a lot. Mm. I blame, I blame COVID. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. giving me only drafting to do over the summer and nothing else to do so Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, that's that's a really stressful life I don't know how you handle it it's it's hard being me sometimes I just don't want to wake up in the morning you know yeah sure yeah it's yeah it's rough anyway (laughs) um all right so stats wise I speaking of numbers I am currently sitting at 3,654 words in book three I am up 2788 from last week Um, and most of those words, in fact, all of those words came from the last two days, uh, in terms of mailer light, I am up four more subscribers to 834. I am going to take some period of time. Um, I've been using Sunday evenings as my marketing time, uh, the last few weeks now where I get ready for the next month. Uh, I think that's how I'm going to do it. I never really did it this until over the last few weeks where I thought, okay, on Sunday evening, I'm going to start my marketing plan for the following month. And I'm just going to go month to month with this. And um, I am going to take some time though, maybe next weekend, once I have all of my my stuff ready for October and start looking through the people who I have as subscribers and decide, Mm -hmm. do I want to keep a bunch of people who were 0 for 15 in terms of opening emails? Um, it's possible they opened it and I don't know it. So maybe I send an email out just confirming if they want to be, I, I don't know yet, but, but that's something I'm going to do. Uh, the newsletter ninja book by Tammy Lebrecht, I think it is, or Lebrecht, something like that, has um, a lot of information on what to do with people like that, that it, MailerLite at least shows that they're not opening your newsletter. Mm-hmm. And let me give you a quick golf recap because as you know, I am still golfing and I will be golfing for a long time into the winter. Um, I think I told you before we started that when I golfed last Saturday at seven o'clock in the morning, it was 37 degrees outside and I didn't care. Um, and oh I, gosh. I don't Is care. Is this the same golf recap that you gave me before the podcast? Yes. So oh. you're excited to hear it twice. 
Yeah. Deep breath. Here we go. Okay. So I went yesterday and shot a 93. Again, the goal of golf was to break 90. The goal of the lessons I mean was to break 90. I want to get below 90 and I'm really close. The last two weeks I went 91, 93. I have to cut out some of the bad shots that are, that are making it um, tough. But like I told you before the podcast, the lesson was totally worth it before before I took the lessons, I, I, the maximum number of yardage I could hit a ball was about 185 yards. I had a big old slice, so the ball was going to go right regardless of what I did. I had to aim way left and then pray that I sliced it back into a middle where I could actually hit it. Yesterday on a, a couple different holes, but especially number 16, I hit a 240-yard drive straight down the middle of the fairway, and it felt really good. It's, really, it's actually a really good feeling to hit a ball like that and watch it go. Um, mm -hmm. considering mm -hmm. it's funny because I hit on number 18 I hit a drive that sliced into the water I lost the ball and I got in my car in, in the cart with the guy I was riding with and I said man and, and as I hit the ball one of my the guys with me just said something to the effect of up oh, your old swing just came back and um, and he golfed with me all summer so he knows what my old swing looks like so I got in the cart with somebody else and I said man I don't know why my old swing crept back in there and, and Dave who I rode with said you know you're gonna have to live with that old swing for a while <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know what? You're right. Because I've been hitting it that way for 30 years. I don't know why I would expect three lessons and about six week worth of practicing to all of a sudden get rid of it completely. So mm -hmm. um, I'm just well, I did a to... workout on, on Friday and I, I'm not all toned and buff. And I think that's ridiculous. So I think three lessons, it should be, you've perfected it. <laughs> so what you're saying is it's going to take a little bit longer than one workout to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Which is basically. stupid. Yeah, I even ate a salad that day. Hello. You, wait, uh, in the words of uh, Ron Swanson, one of my favorite characters, um, when, when, when Rob Lowe's character handed him a salad, he goes, why are you giving me what my food eats? Which I think is funny. <laughs> um, so that's my golf recap. And you're going to hear it again next week because I am going again next Saturday. And I think it's going to be even colder than it was two weeks ago. Um, it's funny cause when I go golfing in at this place every week, I actually drive North for an hour, get really close to Lake Erie close where to it's the lake, cold. Yeah. yeah. Where it gets cold. So, um, yeah, so it's going to be, it's going to be fun. I can't wait until like January or February when you send me a picture of you in the uh, red snowsuit, like the kid on, um, a Christmas story. Yeah. Yeah. I can hear it now. I'll hit a drive and, and somebody will be like, dude, you need to put your arms down. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> yeah. So it could happen. Um, I did look into, I, I did look into, you know, I want to buy a season pass somewhere. I want to be part of a golf club where like they keep stats and there are um, um, like not outings tournaments that they have with all the people that belong. And, and like, there's still your, your name is on the wall. Like, Hey, you were 15th in this thing. I really want to be a part of one of those and nothing around the Firestone. Really? Uh -huh. well, that's a good one. That, they play tournaments there. They play PGA uh -huh. events there. Who, who's mm -hmm. we'll have to talk about that after the podcast. Mm -hmm. We'll see what we can do there. Maybe I, I'm going to guess it's thousands and thousands of dollars, depending on who your connection is though. We'll have to talk about this. <laughs> anyway, so go ahead with your stats. Um, book two, word count is still at 9,870. Literally did not write one word um, all week. Even though last week at the end of the podcast, I'm like, oh, I have three classes. I'm going to write. I have five classes. I'm going to write. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I'm up to 515 active subscribers. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, when am I going to surpass Jerry in subscribers? We'll see. I have 23 it, new. It actually could be sooner than later if I start deleting Yeah, people. you cut them out. Yeah. yeah. 
23 new this week. The story origin promo ended. I only got 10 subscribers and 11 unconfirmed. I'm just really irritated about that. I shouldn't be though, because I didn't really do a whole lot of work for it. I literally just signed up for it. Um, the Amazon promo. Do you remember the one that wouldn't let me update it? Yes. Like, I just want to change it from all to women. Um, I just kept it paused and eventually it said it ended and it billed me for the $3 or whatever it was. Um, I did another one with the correct audience, uh, women only. Um, so far it's reached 10,645. I'm at a 68% per click, 68 cents per click, which isn't good. Um, I've had 82 clicks, three post likes. I invited all three of those people to like the page. One of them did. Um, but my Facebook uh, business manager went away. Like usually when I would click the little arrow in the corner, it would say like my, cause I would be on the home screen. It would say like my personal page, my author page, and then it would say business manager. And I also made Jeremy an admin on my business manager page so that if something happened to my Facebook, I can get into his Facebook and, you know, make changes or do whatever. I switched over to his Facebook account and it's gone there too. And I have no idea what happened and I have no idea who to contact to find out what happened. Wait, I wonder if this is a, you were banned thing. I don't know. That's weird that it went away. I have no idea. Um, you know what? That thing I sent you this morning, yeah. it, the very first couple pages talk about how to, there's three different ways to get into your Facebook account. So look at that. I think it's on the okay. first page. Look at that and see. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to look at that later, but I don't, it was just weird. Um, and I just found out, I just figured it out yesterday, but my new ad is still running. So you would think that if I was like banned or something that they would have canceled the current ad, but yeah, I don't that's know. Strange. Um, the Amazon ad that I have, um, it has two sales still, 460 impressions, and my ACOS is 86.34, which is getting worse and worse every single week. Um, those are my stats. As far as news goes, um, Reluctant Heart, I haven't had any paperbacks shipped in the last five days, but I have um, had some page reads. Quite a few, actually, like maybe a couple of people have read the whole book or a dozen people have read half the book. I don't know. Um, I wish that there was a way to tell, you know, is it one person? Is it multiple people? Like, I yeah, I think a lot of times um, when I watch a lot of the, the advertising, Brian Cohen and Brian Meeks, especially they'll talk about the, they'll have like spreadsheets where you type in the number of pages and you put in the K E N P number, which is the number of pages that Kindle counts for your book. And then they just divide it and they say, this is the minimum number of people that have read your book and it's really yeah. hard to, to guess. Although maybe with the ads now showing the KENP red, if you have, um, let's say 15 ads running and you had a thousand page reads, but it's across five different ads, maybe that shows you that five different people at least yeah. read. Yeah. I don't know. I just have the one ad going, um, just mostly for fun and it's cheap. Um, so book two, the first three chapters are done. I haven't worked on chapter four all week. Um, I got one new review on Amazon. So I have eight ratings and six reviews and I'm at 4.7 stars, um, which I guess is good. I don't know. It's an A. <laughs> I think anything above 4.5 is good. Yeah, it's an A. There you go. I think anything above 4.5 is considered good. I don't know. Maybe okay. above four. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, people seem to like my book. I wish more people would write reviews and I put reminders on Facebook. Um, but I mean, it takes effort for people to go to Amazon, find my page, click on the button and then figure out what they want to say. 
Um, I don't know you that could, I've ever. Left you could edit. Line. You could edit your um, manuscript with the review link in the back. I did that with my first one, and oh, yeah. you can just say, you know, read a review, click here for the ebook, and it actually takes them right to the page where they can type the mm -hmm. review. And I need to update that for my second book. Yeah, I should probably do that. Anyway, that's my news. Oh. Okay. You don't have a lot of news. One of these days you're going to have more news than me. I'm excited for that. Well, there was that one week where I did that one week in the last <laughs> 14 months. Yeah. Um, all right. So I am going to talk about a few things here. I'm, I'm going to start doing this. Like I said, I'm going to start doing this more monthly in terms of uh, marketing and what I'm doing. Cause I'm, I'm not doing a whole lot, but I'm still doing marketing because I want to. Um, I did have, I, we have what, three days left in the month, four days kind of today left in the month. And I'm actually having my best, um, month ever in terms of sales. It's the first time I'm hitting three figures, which is exciting. Um, I think if I would have done what you did with your release where you just kept it at 399 and mm -hmm. you made, I think you made a pretty good amount of money um, yeah. in the first couple on of the, weeks. On the ebook, yeah. Yeah, which I don't think I've ever hit that amount that you made um, because my book is 99 cents when I first released it. And even when I've done my Kindle countdown deals, it's 99 cents. So the hope is always just keep people to read it so that when the next couple books come out, they, they, they read them. So I'm excited. I'm at $109.51 right now through September, which again is the, the most I've ever had in one month. And um, it's a combination of a few things. The ads have helped. The Kindle Daily Countdown where I email promo like crazy have helped. And I think the release of book two has also helped. So um, I know that they, at the 20 books shows, they always say the best way to market book one is to write book two. So um, that's what I'm doing. I also had my best day ever in terms of page reads in one day. I remember I was texting you all day, just numbers. And yeah. uh, the final count at the end of the day was 1,102 pages, which is, nice. I guess by the KENP number, that's two, because I think my KENP number is, I wrote it down at the bottom here, is 600 and, uh, where's it at? Oh, I, I guess I didn't write it down. It's like 600 and something, I don't know why. So the 1102 would divide and give me just two people. But I think it was actually three um, just by the, um, the way it was going throughout the day. I just kind of think it was three. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and I've had page reads every day since then. Sold a couple of um, um, paperbacks of book two. And also when you look at the page reads, it's actually split. It's like 60-40 where 60% of my book one, 40% of them book two. So I'm, I'm happy to actually have two books out there. I saw a post on the 20 books thread. I think it was yesterday where somebody said, um, the, one of the keys to this, and it makes perfect sense is to write more books. And they showed their, their graph where each, each book was a different color. So they were showing their daily graphs or their yeah daily graphs. I think it was daily. It might've been monthly. And it was like, they had like each, each month or each day had like five, six, seven different colors in there. And I thought, man, I really want to get to a period where I have, here it is right here. There's, um, yeah, he said, this guy said it's a uh, Mike. Albanese, I don't know who, who that is, but he said, um, four years of Kindle Unlimited reads, you got to keep working, you got to put out books, don't give up, things do improve. And uh, if you look at his, yeah, he, he's done it by year. So the first year is really low with two books, the third year is a little bit better with, it looks like four books, and then you've got five, I think. And then the, the, the fourth and fifth year are just huge jumps with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven books. And then one, two, three, four, five, looks like six, but I think there's some thin ones in there I can't see. And so that's my plan. I mean, I'm just, that's why I've said I'm not like huge on marketing. I'm not worried about money right now. I just want to keep writing. And when I'm ready to be worried about money, which I'll talk about in a little while, I will be, I will be worried about selling books. So 
Um, that, that was September. That's kind of my September wrap up. It, I think it September was really went really well. I released the book, had my best month, had my most, my best day in terms of page reads, learned a lot about advertising marketing and, and kind of, kind of learned, um, how I want to do my marketing here going on, uh, here going forward. It's kind of a monthly thing. So that led me into October. I remember talking about last week on the podcast, what I wanted to do, um, last Sunday evening to set up my October marketing. I had two Sundays before October starts. I started on it. Uh, I, th the first thing I did was um, disable the 17 ads that I had running on Amazon because they were doing nothing. Uh, they had kind of died. The clicks were down. Everything was down just the same way that you're having issues with yours where it started off really well and now it's, yeah. it's kind of dying. I think, and I'm not sure why, but I think Amazon ads do that. They just get stale. And I'm not really sure why because are the same people is Amazon like not showing it to as many people or I, I don't know why that is. So I just, dis I disabled 17 of them and I created three new ones, just three for now. I may create some more today. We'll see. But I, I did three different categories. I used um, the publisher rockets come up with my keywords. I have a dystopian ad, a time travel ad and an action adventure ad. And, um, and, and they're typical, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of down on Amazon ads right now. I don't know. If, if like my, the bid that I put out there is like 20 cents and I don't know if you're putting low bids out there and they'll, they'll tell you, you know, it's all about numbers, put 30 or 40 ads out there all at 20 cents and you'll eventually get clicks. I mean, that might be true, but I can only come up with so many keywords. So I'm not sure mm -hmm. what I'm going to do with this right now. I have, um, 33 clicks, 33, uh, impressions on the action adventure. Uh, 660 on the time travel and 707 on the, the dystopian. That's in a week. Oddly enough, more dystopian than time travel impressions. That's different. Um, but I think it's a little more expensive with the time travel keywords than it is the dystopian. So not as many people are seeing it. I have zero clicks. I mean, I have none. And if you remember when I was doing super cheap ads a few months ago, I was only getting a lot of clicks when I had like 75 cent bid, dollar cent bid, dollar 25 cent bid. When it, when I lowered it, <laughs> I went from like one in every 500 to one in every 1500 and it's, I still don't know why that is, but that's what was happening. So I'm not uh, in a big hurry right now to do anything with Amazon ads. I'm probably just like you said, they're cheap. You might, you have one out there for fun. I may throw some more out there just to have them out there and have them running and they're not costing me anything. Um, so, so just, I may do that this after, later this evening, actually. Then I, then I kind of had to make this decision. What did I want to do? I really enjoyed I'll, I'll tell you a little story. When, a couple weeks ago, when I did my Kindle Daily Countdown deal and I had my book at 99 cents, somebody made a comment on one of my ads and they wrote something to the effect of, and I don't have it in front of me. I, I wish I had pulled it up, but I don't have it in front of me. They wrote something to the effect of, um, oh, what was it? It was like, you know, 450 pages, um, uh, lots of good positive reviews, only 99 cents, count me in. And I really liked the way that sounded. That made me feel good. That was like, this guy was like, this is a really good deal and I'm going to buy it. Um, in fact, I think he put somebody else's name that is a Facebook friend of his on the comment, meaning for them to come and check it out. So it was like an alert to them to come and check it out. So I thought to myself, do I really, maybe I just want to make book 199 cents and just leave it there um, and then run ads towards the book as 99 cents. It did really well with the Kindle countdown deals. So maybe if the Facebook ads can drive people to it, they'll see it's 99 cents and they like it. So here's what I did. I created a Facebook ad for October 
that would run the entire month that said on it, you know, get on Amazon for 99 cents. I joined a book funnel and a story origin to pub, uh, to um, point people to the book on, on Amazon. They both ran during October and they were also advertising the 99 cents. And then the next morning I got up and thought, okay, now that the Kindle Daily Countdown is over. This was Monday morning. I need to change it from 399. So the Kindle Daily Countdown ended Sunday where it was 99 cents. Monday it went back to 399. And then I thought, well, I'll just change it to 99 cents. That way when October 1st hits, my story origin, my book funnel will be good. My Facebook ad will be good. Everything will be good. And I'm just running at 99. Let's just see what happens. Then I realized in the fine print of Amazon, which I did not see before, is you cannot change the price of your book until 14 days after a Kindle Daily Countdown. Not really sure why that is, which means I had to be $3.99 for the next two weeks, which means it would run into October and the, the book funnel and the story origin that I signed up for would not be valid because the book would be $3.99 and not 99 cents. Then I realized the story origin I signed up for said, no, 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 the book has to be $2.99. So like I totally messed this whole thing up. <laughs> It's what you get when you try to do your marketing plan while you're watching football, which I'm going to do today, by the way. So, um, so I pulled out of the book funnel one. I went in and changed the Facebook ad. I got rid of the 4.99 cents. It just says available now on Facebook. I stayed in the story origin one, and then I joined a different Facebook one that is more about um, really just promoting Kindle Unlimited than anything. So, so now going into October, the first couple weeks of October, I have. Um, a book funnel and a story origin that are pointing people to my book for $3.99, but it's in KU. It's more about KU than it is the price. And I have an, a Facebook ad running that points people to the book also. The Facebook ad now is a combination of one quote, a tagline, and a picture over top of a, you know, a book brush video of a city on fire. Because that's probably my favorite type of one to create right now. It goes with my book really well. Um, so that's the ad that I'm going to run and that's running the entire month. And I'm probably just going to let it go throughout October that way. And then in December, I'm sorry, in November, drop it to 99 cents and do what I wanted to do in October. I'll just do it in November and we'll start pushing people toward the 99 cent book and see what happens. So that is my October marketing plan as we speak. But I started thinking long-term once I started thinking about the 99 cents, I started thinking long-term. And, you know, I've said for a long time that um, I want to do a box set similar to what a lot of people have done, including Paul Teague, whose podcast I've been listening to for a while now. And he um, created a, a box set back in January, uh, 12 books, put it on Amazon for 99 cents, and then it's in Kindle Unlimited. And by, I believe it was April, I can't remember if it was April or May, he had his first five-figure month. Now, I just had my first three-figure month, so I got to hit four before I can hit five, but I really like what he did. Um, the, I, I believe he said his 12-book box set in KU had like 20, I believe it was 2,600 pages. So if somebody were to download his 12 books and read 2,600 pages, that's a nice payday. That's, I don't even know, $14, $15, something like that, is it, it you know, in terms of page reads? at the average of whatever the 0.048 or whatever that they're at right now for, for Amazon. The thing that puzzled me though, was the 99 cents. I didn't understand why you would put your book in Amazon at 99 cents and in Kindle unlimited 
isn't the 99 cents like losing you a lot of money? I mean, you're selling 12 books and you're, you're making like 35 cents on those 12 books. And that's where I was really confused. And I had been confused about this for months and months. And I never really asked anybody about it until last night as I was writing up this podcast outline or, or editing my part of the podcast outline, I typed that in there. I'm like, this is what I want to do. I want to box set and I want to make it 99 cents, but wait, why do I want to make it 99 cents? I'm going to lose money. So I sent Paul a message. I said, Hey, why did you do this? What's the point of the 99 cents? I said, aren't you losing money on your 12 books if you sell them? And he wrote back with something that made complete sense. And I never thought of it. He said, the value of 12 books at 99 cents is so big that you're going to make a ton of sales. And as you make a ton of sales, you are going to shoot up the paid charts. And as you shoot up the paid charts, more people are going to see it, more people are going to buy it. And more importantly, more people are going to download it in Kindle Limited and read the page, give you the page reads where you make the money. The page reads are the big deal. So this is something that I will be doing. Um, and I'm very, very grateful to him for answering me so quick. He's been kind of like my, um, my writing mentor over the last six to 12 months, even though he doesn't actually necessarily know it. I mean, we met last year in, um, in uh, Scotland at 20 Books Edinburgh, and he basically just gave me a bunch of advice and, and I would just sit and listen to him talk to other people. And that's a lot of the ways that I determined what I wanted to do. And then I can shoot questions off to him whenever I want, which I really appreciate. So um, thanks, Paul. Um, he also um, sent me a link to a blog that he had written about how he became a five-figure author this morning. I had read it when he first put it out, but I read it again today. And now with that answer in mind of why the 99 cents matters, um, it, it made a little bit more sense. So I'm going to link to it in the show notes and I'm going to link to his podcast too. You really should listen to his podcast. It's really good. And uh, his podcast is kind of like what, I want to be, and I don't, I don't know if you know enough about him to know, but it's what you want to be also. It's, you know, we, we keep writing books and you kind of grind it out. This is how most people are. You grind yeah. it out and you grind it out. And eventually you have a chance at success. You know, it's not mm -hmm. guaranteed, but you know, the more books you have, um, the, 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 the more books you have, the more options you have in terms of um, releasing them. And let me, let me talk about that because that leads into what my longer term plans are my plans basically through the end of next year, which is something I don't normally do or normally talk about because I'm terrible when it comes to deadlines. I, you know, if I said <laughs> I'm going to do this by this time, it's not going to happen. Um, but what I want to happen is uh, I want to have the book I'm working on right now. I want to have the draft done by the end of the year, uh, um, by the end of the calendar year this year, not the thing that I'm going to put out there to sell, but the actual story finished and the first and second draft. You and I talked about this last week. How do you write mm -hmm. your chapters? And um, we both kind of do the same thing where I believe, I don't, do, do you write your chapter completely and then go back and edit it or do you do it a little bit at a time? I write the chapter completely just to get the story out, the words out. So yeah. I, the last two days I've written two chapters and I do it more on a, not necessarily paragraph by paragraph, but almost like a section. Like I'll write two or three paragraphs, then I'll go back and change it and I'll add in the emotional description. Then I'll write some more and I'll go back and change those. And then I might go back mm. to the beginning again. It's like, I remember when, um, what's his name? Uh, oh, well, who was it? Oh, I can't, uh, uh, Dean Wesley Smith talked about looping um, at 20 books. I think it was 2018 when he, he sat up and talked about how he writes and um, he talks about looping where he goes through and he writes, he's a pantser, no plot. He just starts writing. And at a point where he says, Oh, I need to add something back to the beginning to make this make sense. He loops back 
puts it in there and then continues on from there and, and continues on. And, and, and I, I imagine like a, a, a line with all these loops, like these circles where he kept mm -hmm. looping back big and small. And um, that's kind of what I did yesterday and Friday as I wrote chapters one and chapter two. And uh, I really liked the way that came out. So I'm hoping by the end of this calendar year, when I'm at your house for Christmas, if that happens, I think it's going to, um, when I'm I at your house- I think it's up to you. Yeah, I, I can't figure out why I would say no. My only concern that I have right now is um, I'm going to take the last two weeks of work off. And because of COVID, no one's using vacation days. Mm -hmm. And the fear is that um, nobody's going to be working in December. So I haven't taken that two weeks off since 2016. I have all the seniority in that, that department. Mm -hmm. I've already got the, the days written in my calendar, but if for some reason my boss says, no, you have to be here. That's the only thing. And I don't think he will. Then that's yeah. the only reason that it could change. So I can't see why we wouldn't be at your house at Christmas. So, yeah. um, the, the, um, the, I would like to, you know, when I'm at your house for Christmas, I would like to have a book ready to send to an editor. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to schedule her, you know, I'm not going to be like, Hey, I'll send it to you on January 15th. I'm mm -hmm. going to finish it first and then call, get a hold of her and say, when can you take this? That's how I'm going to deal mm -hmm. with this. I'm not, again, no deadlines. I didn't like the way. I, I'm actually hoping for the same thing. You know, Kian goes back to school in three weeks and that's when I think I'm really going to have that hardcore writing time. So I think by Christmas, I want to have something ready to send to the editor. I still haven't decided though, if I'm going to have mom look at it, I don't think she's going to have time until after Christmas to look at it. Um, so I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I may anyway. send her my first chapter of this book Yeah. too. I was thinking about that yesterday. Yeah. Maybe the first couple even. Um, yeah. So, so I would like to have it in book one. I would like to have book one finished. I'm sorry. The first and second draft of this book finished by the time I get to your house in December. Um, and then the editor can, and, and maybe it's not even ready for the editor. Maybe I need another pass through, which is fine. Um, in book three, but at some point, you know, in January, I'd like to have, be able to send it to an editor, maybe February, get it to an editor and, um, and then release it at some point. I mean, the first book took me from, I don't know, February, 2017 until July, 2019. So that's two and a half years to write and release. Uh, I did write the first drafts of book two and three during that time. So it wasn't all book one, but it was mostly book one mm -hmm. book. My novella took from May to November. So what is that about? I don't know, six months, six months to write and release. And that was with me scrapping a bunch of it and starting over uh, book two, book two that I just released took me from November, 2019 to uh, September, 2020 to release. So what is that? 10 months. So I'm hoping that book three only takes about six. That's what I'm shooting mm -hmm. for. I started it, started plotting it in September, September 1st, basically. Um, and now I'm writing it. I'm a month in. I have two chapters done. So who knows how long it's going to take. But those two chapters have been, you know, each of the last two days. I'm basically, when I sit down to write, I'm writing a chapter at a time, which I mm -hmm. like. So if I want 50 chapters, that's going to be two months, which is nice. Um, and then I can go over it and so on and so forth. So, um, so then in February, let's say this book comes out in February, uh, I'll have two novellas to write and they're both about a hundred pages. And by the time those are written and released, let's just say June again, I'm probably underestimating cause I always do, but mm -hmm. let's just say June, those are really being released. That means about this time next year, I could be kind of knee deep in book four, which is going to be a big one. It's, it's all the different characters of book three 
uh, the first three books kind of come together and then it continues on to book four. And that's important for a couple of reasons because I have to decide what I want to do with the first six books. It'd be the, the trilogy novella and the first three of the series. I can do really one of three things. The first one is just do nothing, but I'm not going to do that. Number two, I could do a six book box set, be about 1500 pages, the same way that I've been listening to Paul Teague talk about his for the last nine months. I could try to do the same thing. I could put them together in a nice box set. I could put them out there for 99 cents and I could put them into KU and release them right around the time that I'm most of the way through book four. I could advertise book four all over it and um, and then hopefully people would download the box set or buy it. They would take some time to read it and then they would immediately go buy book four at full price, which would probably be $3.99, maybe $4.99 by then, who knows. And I would continue writing that series. Or, and this is kind of an interesting one, um, I kind of got this idea. So I'm a big Star Wars fan. I'm not sure if you knew that or not. I had no idea. Yeah, I know. It's weird. And um, there's a guy on YouTube. His YouTube channel is Star Wars Explains, and it's really good. Um, he is the, the one of those guys who, or one of those people who will see a side character, and he will investigate who that side character is, and then he'll do a 10-minute video all about that side character, where he's got videos about the movies, the cartoons, the pretty much everything you can think of stars related this guy and he's got a big audience and every year on may 4th which is star wars day he releases what he calls a star wars canon update or a canon story the complete canon timeline i think it is where he does the complete canon timeline where he takes everything that was ever written about star wars comic book movie cartoon book whatever else i'm missing and creates a timeline of everything that happened so while you're seeing stuff about Attack of the Clones, the movie, you're also seeing things that happened at the same time in the cartoons. It's fantastic. And I love, it's like, it's always like 45 minutes long and I really like watching it because I love Star Wars. I love the story. So I may take, because my first three books overlap with each other, I may take them, take all the chapters I've written from the three books and put them in an order that is almost like one big book. I don't think it would be very hard um, I don't think I'd have to do much changing, if any at all, to the writing of the book. I don't think I have to change much, if anything, and just mm -hmm. make one big book where you've got the trilogy as the first three, 300 pages as the first three books. Then you've got one large book with, uh, I guess it would be seven POV characters um, that all lead into book four. Um, mm -hmm. I may do that along with the box set. I haven't decided yet, but I may do both of those things. I love the idea of um, on his, uh, on, on Paul's blog that he wrote about becoming, no, where did I see this? I think I saw it on his blog where he said something to the effect of, you know, if you have a lot of books, you have a lot of options. And it's like, you know what? You're right. Let's take advantage of some of these options. So this is what I hope by the end of next year, I hope to have not only book four available, but I hope to have either a box set, this one large book or both out there. And mm -hmm. that's when this large thing comes out, whatever it is, that's when I become serious about making money. That's when I do a lot mm -hmm. of Facebook ads. And I really, really try to market this to, to see if I can get a four figure month or, or maybe mm -hmm. I can get a couple of big uh, high three figures in a row, or maybe I can go higher than that. And I have no idea. Like I literally have no expectations, but I don't know what to expect. So yeah, so it's going to be, so that's my, 
the long-term thing that I, I rarely talk about because I don't like giving myself deadlines. Um, and in that case, I didn't give myself deadlines. It's just when I hope to be done with things. And if I'm not, who cares? It's not the end of the world. So what? So um, let me give you a quick financial update um, only because today is the last day of the baseball's regular season. And I am way, way, way out in front of the one baseball fantasy league I got into. There's pretty much no way I could lose. Uh, I'm going to win $500. And I'm immediately going to turn around and put that on my credit card. Um, we are back to 40 hours this week at work, which means we get our 10% back. So my paycheck goes back to what it was back in February or March, I guess. Um, and I kind of redid my budget based on all this on Friday. And based on all of this, my credit card should be paid off with my January paycheck. There's a, there, I would be able to pay it off, I think with my December one, but I need money for Christmas. Yeah. I'm also going to buy a bunch of wood in the next few weeks to build a building around my golf simulator. I'm still working on the plans for that. So I'm going to put a little bit, I'm, actually, I'm either going to put a little bit on the credit card or I'm going to use the money that would have gone on the credit card to, to do those things. Um, mm-hmm. So it's probably going to leak into January and go to the January paycheck. And then after that is done, all I have left in terms of debt is my house. So based on the, what's his name? Dave Ramsey. That's the guy you told yeah. me to read mm-hmm. based on his snowball plan. The next step will be to up my 401k back to a high percentage. I knocked it all the way down to one and then they raised it to two because I think two is the minimum for them for some reason. Oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah. 2%. Um, and then my company matches up to five, but I'm just doing 2% because I want the cash right now to pay stuff off. I'll mm-hmm. knock it up to probably 15. I might do 10 in January just to, see what the paycheck looks like and then go 15 in February if everything is okay. I also want to, this is something new. I want to have money automatically taken from my paycheck each month. I don't know how much yet, maybe 500 bucks, maybe 750 and go into um, a bank account that I set up, uh, uh, I don't know, six or eight months ago so that I can save for a car because I really have this fantasy of walking into a car dealer and just paying them with cash. It's an um, amazing feeling. I do. I have a friend who did that and she said it's the best thing in the world. Yeah, so, we did that. Yeah. So I really want to do that. And then after that, after the 401k goes back up and the money for the car is taken out, I'll work out how much money I have left each month to put on my house. Um, And then I'll put together a plan to pay off my house. That's going to take a few years because, you know, I owe a lot of my house. So um, that's kind (laughs) of where I am right now with the, with the financial update. And I know that's not writing related, but it kind of is because it would be nice if in January, February, once that's paid off, my 401k is up. I know how much money I have in July and August of next year. I'll know what kind of advertising budget I have. And the hope is I can turn it around at some point soon and only use money that I'm making mm-hmm. from sales to market. But at first I'm going to have to use my own money, which is fine. I'm okay with that. So, yeah. Um, and that is my, we- that is my news. I'm going to take a drink really quick of my Pepsi. That's a lot of news. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, really excited about this book three that I'm writing right now. Um, I wrote a couple of chapters over the last couple of days. And even though I didn't completely plot it out yet, um, the chapters are really helping. Wait, have I talked, have I talked about that yet? No. So let me talk about that real quick. So I am, um, I'm struggling with one of the characters. I have three POV characters. I have a good guy, a bad guy, and a, uh, I have a good guy, a villain. And then I have someone in the middle who you're not going to understand their motives. I, I like writing that, like that. Mm-hmm. And I know the good guy. I know what her story is from start to finish. The bad guy. I have an idea of what his is start to finish. I know why he goes bad. I know when. I know what my midpoint is. My inciting incident for him. 
to mm. turn him or start to turn him bad. Uh, it's the second, it's the, it's the person in the middle that I'm not sure of. And we've already been introduced to him. We, we met him in book two. He was one of the, he was not a POV character in book two, but he was a, a character. And so I know how his story kind of moves along because of book two. Um, I know what happens after that with him. He may or may not die. I don't want to give anything away, but he doesn't. And um, so I'm going to, uh, I need to know what his arc is. And I decided yesterday, instead of trying to sit down and give him this gigantic arc and plot it all out, let me just write his first chapter and see what happens. And it went really well. I wrote like 1700 words. I gave him this great uh, beginning you start to understand why he did the things he did in book two based on what happens in this first chapter of book three. And I'm mm -hmm. going to do that for a little while. I'm just going to write these characters for a little while before I finish their arc. And then I might sit down in three months or, or I mean, uh, in maybe three weeks or four weeks and plot the rest of their story. But right now I have an idea of where I want them to go. So I'm going to start getting them there and then do a little bit of plotting afterwards. So, um, so yeah, I wrote chapter one on Friday and chapter two on Saturday. And then speaking of that, let's talk about last week. So um, last Sunday, like I said, I watched football most of the day because that's what I do now. And then on, in the evening, I worked on my October marketing, which uh, I guess I have to read the fine print a little bit better while I'm watching my fantasy football players. play. I am still working from home. Uh, so Monday, basically Monday through Thursday, were pretty much the same as I said before. Uh, I either hit my golf simulator or I plotted during lunch. And then whatever I did during lunch, I did the other one after work. Uh, Tuesday, I did call the city here about what I needed to do to get a building permit. And, um, and I talked to a buddy of mine about building a building. Uh, I think he might, I'm hoping he comes over today to um, help me kind of draw out some plans because that's one of the things you have to send into the city is the plans for the building that you created. Mm -hmm. Wednesday, I sat down at lunch to plot and I was starting to kind of, I was kind of struggling. I was kind of, you know, trolling around YouTube looking for something to watch. And I found this video on story structure, which I love. I love story structure. It's one of my favorite things to like watch videos on and read about. I just like how people create stories. I think the hero's journey is so fun. And um, I found this one. It had to do with crime. This was like writing, this was story structure, I think for like a crime thriller fiction book. I watched it anyway. And like, as I'm watching it, ideas start popping into my head for my characters. So I opened Plotter and just started taking notes and writing things. And that, I believe that's what allowed me to, to write Friday and Saturday. Uh, Friday, I had half a day vacation day and my, it was my last reduced work day because we are going to back to 40 hours next week or this week. So I was off all day. Um, I ran some errands in the morning. I got my hair all chopped off because I just, it was awful. I think it was three different colors. I had some blonde in there from when I dyed it last. I had some brown in there, which is the normal color. And then I had some gray on the sides. Um, <laughs> the mom said that I should stick with the gray and let the salt and pepper look come in. And I just don't want to. I, I don't Why? care what people, I just don't want to. I don't know. Oh. It's not even a, oh my God, I'm going gray. I'm getting old thing. I, don't, no. I just don't like the way it looks. Interesting. So, so I dyed my hair yesterday because that's what I do. So now do it's you really have short. hair? I can't even yeah, see yeah. anything. It's there. It's really short. You can see it. I Maybe can't, can't see it. Hold on. Let me get close to the camera. Nothing? Uh, yeah, I guess. It's really short and it's dyed blonde. So it kind of looks like my head. Um, it, it looks like your head is shaved. It looks like I have a giant forehead right now. So it's, I believe they call it a five head. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if they do or not. I just made that up. Um, so, and then I, and then I went golfing cause, uh, there's a course in Newton falls that I will go to. It's, there's usually no one there and I can just go play nine holes. I played like in an hour. I played nine holes really good. The first four holes and I just sprayed it all over the place after that. And it was ugly. 
Um, and then I, I came home and I kind of sat on the couch for a little while and then I got off my butt and I wrote chapter one. So I took the 800 words from the, that, from the first draft I had written many, many moons ago and turned it into 1900 words, changed it around, added another character to that, to that chapter to be with my POV character and set the whole thing up. And oh, by the way, I used your house um, as the house that she breaks into. And I used, <laughs> remember the closet that we podcasted yeah. from? I used, that plays a big role in this chapter. So. Oh, okay. I'm glad my words helped you. Yeah, it's exciting. I wish that my words would help me. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It wasn't your words. It was the fact that oh. your closet, it was your closet that helped. Because oh. I used that, that room as a big piece of chapter one. So. Mm. Yeah. Let's see. So then uh, Saturday, I got up and golfed in the morning. I love golfing in the morning on Saturday. I, I get up at 5 a.m. This week, the tea time is at 7.30, so I get to sleep in until 5.30 a.m., which is exciting. Um, and then I'll go up. I'll be home by 12, 12.30, which I love. And then I have the whole day in front of me, so I, I watched a little bit of TV. And then I sat down and wrote chapter two. It took me a couple hours, 1,700, 1,600 words, something like that. And it's, a, it's the second POV character. Like I said, I really love the way his story worked out how I wrote him and I'm looking forward to continuing to write him today. I will, let's see, we're podcasting now. I'm going to watch some football. I'm going to hit my golf simulator before football starts. And then the Browns play at one. Hopefully they win. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm nervous, <laughs> but I'm always nervous with them because they rarely win. And I'm going to, let's see, work on my October marketing plan. I'm going to finish up the marketing plan this evening. I have, uh, I still have some um, money left in the Facebook ad budget for this month. So I'm going to create a second ad, do a little bit of research on ads first and see if I can figure out a, a, something different from what I've been doing just to do some more testing. And then, I mean, I doubt this will happen, but I could start on chapter three. Let's just say the Browns go down like 21, nothing in the first quarter and I'm disgusted with them which happens, you know, more times than not during Often. the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could just turn my TV to something else and then open up my Scrivener and start working on the third chapter. We'll see. I don't know yet. So that is my week in review. Um, was your week exactly the same as mine or was it different? Um, it was different. Yeah, I figured. You didn't golf, yeah. so. I didn't golf and I don't sit and watch on Sundays, not because I don't want to, but because people live in my house and I just, um, so every day we had virtual lessons and homework. Um, and we went to dinner at Anna's and almost every day we watched a movie. So our schedules changed a little bit on Mondays. The boys have, uh, my son and hers have boy scouts. So we eat at five o'clock and then we're out at six for boy scouts. And then on Tuesdays, Kean has, um, football practice. So we, um, eat at five and then we're out at six, but this Tuesday is his last football practice. Um, so we'll have that day free until he starts basketball. And then just depending on whatever day he has basketball practice. I would, I would argue that you actually did watch football this week then. Yes. Yeah, just not just, NFL. Right. Right. Yeah. Probably, yeah. probably better quality than what I watched <laughs> when I watched the Browns though. I don't know. Uh, they're, they're like nine and 10 year olds. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and they point. play exactly how you would think that they would play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, this week we watched the hunger games movies. We just finished the last one last night. Um, I read the books years ago when they first came out. Um, I, I remember I would tell Jeremy, you need to watch these movies. They're so good. You would really like them. He's like, yeah, that's like a chick thing. I'm not going to watch that. Um, well, we watched them and he loved them, which I knew he would. Well, it's kids um, murdering kids for fun. So 
Yeah, how well, can you not love it? It's more it's more political than that. Oh, sure, sure. But it, they're great movies. If you haven't watched them, you really should. They're really, really well done. Um, so Monday, I taught six classes. Um, and then I attended a Goodreads webinar by Alessandra Torre. I, I think I'm saying that correctly. I, I'm on her um, Facebook page, and, and I really like that. Um, and then I played with Goodreads all day. And it was funny because when I talked to you about Goodreads, you were like, well, you know, there's a lot of reasons why you shouldn't get on Goodreads. And the first two points that she uh, mentioned kind of countered the first two points that you gave me. Um, so anyway, I'm on Goodreads. Um, I check it daily. I'm trying to comment and review and, and do things. Um, Jeremy took key into um, Boy Scouts. So I, I think last week we had talked about that anthology that the 20 books um, is kind of heading up. Um, and so I worked on my short story, at least the first 500 words um, for that. Um, Tuesday, I taught three classes. I signed Kean up for in-person school. Um, I went to physical therapy for my shoulder. Kean had football practice. I worked on the short story kind of between all of those other things. Um, Wednesday, I taught four classes. I finished the first 500 words of the short story and I submitted it. And then three hours later, I got my very first rejection. It was an exciting moment. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, kind of, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do any more writing that day, not because I was like, oh, so depressed, but mostly because I had commented on the steamy romance, the 20 book steamy romance page that I, um, I'm not going to use the words that I use maybe in the steamy romance um, Facebook page, but basically, Hey, I got my first rejection and I'm glad that I gave my first submission to such a talented group of, of people. And then um, Craig had responded to that, um, that he also got a rejection um, and he was surprised because some of the, the, the word usage that he used, he would have thought that, you know, in a steamy romance that would have gone well. I gave him a few suggestions and then I thought, well, maybe this is why I got rejected. Um, so we were kind of going back and forth on this little thread with some other people, um, kind of giving Craig some suggestions on different words that he could use. Um, and that's how I spent my evening and it was a lot of fun. Uh, Thursday, I taught five classes. I didn't do any writing. I was just busy all day, but I really don't know what I did. Um, I know I did schooling with Kian, which sometimes takes longer than other days. I know I did some cleaning around the house, but I just, I just did things. So I didn't get any writing done. Friday, I taught four classes, went to physical therapy again um, for my shoulder. And it's funny because my bicep tendon is kind of what is a mess in there. And um, the physical therapist wants me to do some strengthening exercises. He wants me to work on my lats, biceps, triceps, shoulder, like that whole area. And um, so we were doing bicep curls on a cable machine a few different ways. And then I got dumbbells and I was trying to do bicep curls that way, just trying to figure out how can I do bicep curls without my shoulder hurting. So I ended up doing like 60 bicep curls. I haven't done bicep curls in months because my shoulder's been hurting. So um, my arms are still sore. <laughs> my biceps are killing me from physical therapy on Friday. Um, again, I didn't get any writing done and I was busy. I just don't know what I did. Um, Saturday, Kean had a football game. Um, I went over to Anna's house and helped her um, 
just get some admin stuff done that she needs to do. Um, I came home at about three. I ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and ordered groceries to be delivered this morning. And actually, I just got a notification from Instacart that um, they're all out of the um, hazelnut creamer that Jeremy likes. So yeah, I'll just approve that replacement. And um, then I went back over to Anna's for our normal dinner and movie. And last night we watched The Last Hunger Games. Um, so I think tonight I'm gonna see if I can take my my Apple TV box over to Anna's because she has the Amazon Fire Stick, but you can't get HBO Max on the Fire Stick. So I'm gonna take my Apple TV over and see if I can hook it up to her TV because um, she's only watched the first four seasons of Big Bang Theory, um, and we're trying to get her to watch all of them because we make a lot of big bag references and she doesn't know what we're talking about. Yeah. So um, I think that's going to be our next kind of thing that we're going to watch every day. Um, let's see here today podcast. I'm going to go over to Anna's when we're done and finish uh, with her admin stuff. Um, Kian has a math assignment that he has to do today. I'm hoping that Jeremy can sit with him and do that. I need to call about my Vegas flight. I got an email last night saying that I can, roll it over, I guess. So I just need to figure that out. Um, I have some other things to do. I need to balance my checkbook and put the groceries away. And today starts my week for, um, for dinner. So last week, Anna did dinner the week before that I did dinner the entire week. Um, so today starts my day. I'm going to make this, um, pasta, spinach, cheese, crock pot, concoction that's delicious and I love it um so I need to get that going as well so I probably won't do any writing today um as far as future things to do I want to finish book two you know we had talked about this earlier I'd like to have it ready to go to the editor by the first of the year I would love to get it published on Valentine's Day um as far as contemporary romance goes Valentine's Day is like the best day uh to to publish so that's kind of my goal. Again, it's going to depend on if I'm going to have mom look at it. And if I do, when she has time um, to go over the whole thing, because she, I mean, she takes a lot of time to go over our stuff. She doesn't just read a chapter and um, say, okay, that's great. You know, she really analyzes each sentence and looks at the big picture. And so um, yeah, book two is going to depend on that decision. Although I sent her the first 500 words of the steamy romance for the anthology that I was rejected for. And um, she texted me and she said, I have to smile because your writing has improved 100% from the very first thing you sent me over a year ago. So that was comforting. Um, she didn't have a lot of corrections. I think there was just like one thing like, hey, add a little you know, tidbit about this. Uh, going back to that anthology, um, the, the lady who's running, and I can't remember her name right now, and it's a name that I, I really don't know how to say it either. Um, I think Craig just calls her Les. But um, like L-E-S, not L-E-S-S. Um, she had posted a few of the, the, a few of the, the ones that they accepted. She had posted like the first paragraph or the first two paragraphs. Like, hey, this is what we're looking for. And I'm thinking to myself, I totally could have made mine like that. So this is kind of like the, the big moment is in the first paragraph. And I made mine at the end to get people to read on. So um, that was, I really like that she did that because now when they have anthologies later, I know 
more of what they're looking for and, and how I should write the short. I've never written a short story before. Um, so that was really helpful. Do you think that goes for novels too, though? Like in the first chapter, maybe the first paragraph should, instead of trying to hook them to read the second chapter, maybe you want to read them, hook them to read the second paragraph of the first chapter. Yeah, I, I do. That's what I was kind of thinking about. And, it, and it's not so much changing it from the end to the beginning, but putting a hook in the first paragraph that makes them want to read the second but then you still have to put a hook at the end that makes them want to turn the page to chapter two. So it's kind of like, instead of one, you, you really need two. Yeah. I always think that, you know, you'll see a lot of people talk about how you have to, like, to have to have this great first sentence, but how many times have you like opened up a book, read the first sentence and then stopped? Like how far do you read before you decide if you want to keep reading? I would say the whole chapter, right? Um, I mean, I think it depends on the person. Yeah, I definitely. don't like to be a quitter. And so I would never just read the first sentence or the first paragraph. I would always actually try to finish the book. Um, for instance, the book Water for Elephants. It's a great book, but I've only been able to get about six chapters in before I stop. And I don't know why. I've tried to read it three times because everybody says it's, and it is a great book. The first, you know, five or six chapters that I read are great. Um, but I always put it down in the same spot. And now that I have some knowledge on how writers write, I feel like I should go back and try it again. I'm currently reading American Dirt. And um, I read it a couple of months ago. I read the first 25% of it. And then I was so involved in getting my book ready and my book out that I kind of set it aside. And so two weeks ago, I picked it up. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to start over, refresh my memory. I'm at 25% and I haven't picked it up again. And it's a fantastic book. I just, I don't know what my sticking point is. So I think it depends on the reader as to where they stop, as to where they decide this book isn't for me. Um, a couple of things. Uh, you've already, you've already done more. What was the exercise that you did? Pull-ups? What was it? Curls? Bicep curls. You've already done more of those in one week than I've done in my life. And you've also already <laughs> posted, you've posted more in a 20 books Facebook thread than I ever have in my entire life. So congratulations on that. I never post. Um, I'm a lurker. I just lurk. Thank you. One of these days. One of these days I want to post one of those, um, uh, either the end post. Like I literally thought about doing it last month or two months ago when I had this book done. I thought oh, I'll post the end post. People like those. And, and then I just mm -hmm. didn't do it. But <laughs> what I want to do is as soon as like, there'll be a, a moment when my page reads pick up a little bit. I actually want to post, like I really have the idea of posting the, here's what I did to be successful post because that makes yeah. me feel like I'm going to be successful at some point. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So. Just putting that out there to the universe. Make yeah. It yeah. Right. Happen. right. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of um, running list of future things, the autograph books on the website to sell and learn how to be better at newsletters. That's something that I want to do and I'm going to start doing. I have one more Sunday, this Sunday of uh, before October starts where I want to make sure my marketing is ready to go for the month. And then maybe over the next few weeks when I'm looking at my newsletter, looking at my subscribers, I'm going to try to, to put something. I do have to put a newsletter out October 4th to talk about the book funnel and story origin I have. So maybe that'll be the first time. I'm not sure yet, but uh, yeah. So in terms of the addicted to, um, I didn't really have anything. And then I realized earlier this week, I watched like the last four episodes of this show on Netflix called High Score, which is all about how video game consoles came about and where they are now. So it's all about like the Atari 2600, which we had as a kid. Um, I remember sitting in the living room in the summer, me and Jeremy, when, when he, I don't know, I was probably what, 11 or 12 when he was probably nine or 10. And mm -hmm. we played Pitfall for 
hours every day <laughs> trying to beat that stupid game. And uh, so this is a really like nostalgic, hey, I remember that type of, of series on Netflix all about uh, video game consoles and, and computer gaming and things like that. Things I used to do, which I don't play games anymore. Uh, I used to play them all the time though when I was a kid and even even into like, I remember sitting on my my bed in my bedroom when I was like, you know, 16 playing Legend of Zelda nonstop mm-hmm. listening to Oh, I remember that. Yeah. I remember you uh, trying to teach me how to play that and I was so bad at it that I'm pretty sure you kicked me out of your room. You were like, yeah, that's it. We're done. Possible, yeah. I wanted to finish um, playing it and beat it and, and you were just in the way. So yeah. I was an annoying um, little sister. Yeah. Not really. A little bit. Not really. Eh. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So that's, that's my addicted to? Um, mine is counting down the days until Kian goes back to school. And if you want to know that word count, it's 22. Three weeks that's and a, one day. That should be in your stats every week. <laughs> it should be. Well, okay. So we have, uh, we have uh, this coming week and then next week of um, virtual learning. And then the week after that is his fall break. So he'll still be home, but we don't have any like homework or Zooms or, or whatever. Um, so it's, it's actually only two weeks of, well, hell, because that's what virtual learning is. Um, and then one week of just kind of hanging out. And then he goes back to school and Anna and I decide, well, I decided and I kind of told her you're going to do this with me. Um, that on Monday, Wednesday and Friday, after the kids get on the bus, we're going to go back to doing yoga because I love yoga. And I miss it so much. Oh, I just, I feel better when I do yoga. Yeah. Um, and then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, when the kids get on the bus, we're going to walk the neighborhood for an hour. So we'll do an hour of exercise every morning. And then um, during the day, probably when I get back from doing that, or maybe, you know, before King gets home from school, I can get into the gym and I can do some strength training um, because really that's what, burns calories is the more muscle you have the more calories you burn resting which i like because i like to rest so if i have some muscle then while i'm resting i'm essentially working out so when you do a zoom meeting with kian for school is it you in is it him in one screen the teacher in one screen and then all the other kids in their own screens that you see him all yeah so um my office is right across from the dining room and i set kian up in the dining room so that he's not right here in this room with me, but I can still see him because he needs constant key and pay attention, key and pay attention. Um, but during his Zooms, when he's supposed to be listening to the teacher, he's like, mommy, I need water, yeah. mommy. And then he starts telling me about his games that he played. I'm like, dude, pay attention. So while he's on Zoom, I'm just constantly correcting him, which is really annoying. And then after his Zoom, when he has homework to do, he's like, I'm not doing homework right now. And then he'll go run to do something. I'm like, I will give you 15 minutes, but then we need to do homework. And then when I tell him, okay, it's time to do homework. It's like, I don't know why I do that. <laughs> it's like, dude, you could be sitting in class all day. Just sit here. Yeah. But I sit with him at my desk on my computer to do the homework. Yeah, that's not why. That's why I'm not complaining about the fact that we're going back to 40 hours work this week, when uh, and, and getting our 10% salary back yeah. that we had to take a cut on because you know that's how it was for the first nine and a half years I worked there. It was Monday through Friday, and 
I had a great summer in terms of being home. I mean, with the reduced work schedule on yeah. Friday, I would work from seven to 11 and I'd be at home. I would shut my laptop at 11 AM and be done for the weekend. And I took so many half vacation days that I had so many Fridays off. It was wonderful. But I, I was thinking about the zoom thing because I was watching a movie last night. Um, apparently I'm on an old movie kick or a, I don't know if it's necessarily a Cary Grant movie kick, but a few weeks back, maybe six weeks back, I watched um, His Girl Friday, which was mm -hmm. interesting. But last night I watched Charade, which is um, Cary Grant and, uh, is it Aubrey or Audrey? Aubrey Hepburn? Audrey Hepburn? Audrey. Aubrey. Oh my gosh, it's Audrey. Audrey How Hepburn. How dare you? <laughs> Sorry about that. And um, it was a really fun movie, but I watched the Riff Tracks version of it. <laughs> so like really most of the time that I watch riff tracks or mystery science theater, the movies are terrible and all I care about are the jokes cause they're funny, but it was a really good movie. Charade was a really fun movie, but at the same time I had like, it was like my two friends are sitting beside me making funny comments at the same time, which made it better. So at the very end of it, so I don't want to give away anything about that movie cause you should go watch it. You guys should watch, you guys should do like an old movie week or something where you watch older movies. Oh, we would, it's just getting Jeremy on board for that. Oh, cause what's um, um, what's the movie? Um, oh no, I forget what, uh, oh, it's a movie about like, in, uh, the name of it is like an insurance couple of words and it's a, it's like a sick, fifties uh, or forties noir indemnable indemnity oh i can't even say the word with audrey hepburn double indemnity or? that's it no it's double oh. indemnity that's it. that movie strangers on a train is really good and then i would recommend the two i watched his girl friday and charade and maybe one one more but so anyway at the end of charade there's this scene pops up where Cary grant's picture shows up almost like a brady bunch style in the middle and then in the top left right left bottom left no wait yeah. top left top right bottom left bottom right <laughs> Because he's different things throughout the movie. And Mike of, of the Riff Tracks just goes, oh my God, another Zoom meeting. And he just goes crazy. And it just made me laugh. And I thought of that when you were talking about his schooling. Really went off the beaten path there. Sorry. Anyway, so uh, what, what um, it looks like it's your turn to talk about what you're doing this week. Oh, okay. Because we got um, off so tangent after tangent. Tomorrow I teach five classes. So here's the thing. <clears throat> I would always teach from five to seven because at seven o'clock Kian would get up and get ready for school. And then a couple of weeks ago, I got an email from them saying that the peak hours are actually 6 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. And I actually make more money, like $1.40 an hour if I teach during that time. Um, so I was like, oh, well, Kian's fine. You know, I could just go ahead and teach. So that's why I had so many classes last week because I taught until 8.30. Yeah, and I was I wondering about I that. I was gonna ask you, when you teach six classes, what time is that? Well, I start at five, um, but it just varies. Like I have my schedule open from five until 8.30. It just okay. depends on when parents put their kids in those slots. Um, but I'm kicking myself. Like, why didn't I start doing this back in March? Like, why didn't I work and get those peak hours? Duh. So tomorrow I have five classes. Oh, and another thing, the first week in October is some Chinese, I don't know if it's a holiday or a festival or there's something. I have zero classes. And, so. and let me say, for anybody who's interested in what you do, maybe yeah. they want to do it. I have a friend who said she wanted to do it because it's a good way to earn some extra money. What exactly do you do? Where do they go? Where do they find it? Um, well, you have to be TEFL certified. Um, and so the place that I went through, I can't, it's like the, what is it? Inter international. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I have to look it up. Maybe we could put it in the show notes. Um, but 
it costs like $600 to get certified, but they have sales all the time. And I think I paid 250 and, um, you have six months or eight months or something to finish it. I finished it in two weeks while I was working full-time, um, back last year when I actually had a full-time job. Um, and then I, I think I found there's, there's like half a dozen or more companies that you can work for. I work for EF kids and I found it on one of the job seeking sites. Um, I don't remember which one, um, but I just applied and um, for the interview, they, they kind of opened up their dashboard, I guess you could call it. And they said, okay, pretend I'm a student. How would you teach them this? And it was, um, why do you start? Why do you say uh for words that start with a um, consonant and an when they start with a vowel? So I basically just pretend like that was a student and I explained it and they said, okay, when can you start? Um, they had to do a background check, which I had to wait for. Um, I just had to send them my TEFL certificate to proving that that's what I did. Um, and then uh, there was like a video orientation to show how to use their their platform. And then I opened up my schedule and started teaching. And it's yeah, each class is, okay. what's that? Well, each class for me, for where I work, it's 25 minutes long. And then I have five minutes before between each class. However, I have to be signed into the next classroom three minutes before it starts or I'm considered a teacher no-show, which I could get fired for. Um, I have been a teacher no-show a couple of times um, for different reasons, but I just emailed them that said, hey, I couldn't get into the classroom or you know whatever the reason was. And they're like, okay. Um, but I like it, you know, getting up that early in the morning because I get up at 4.30, it kind of stinks. And I think when I'm rolling out of bed, I'm like, this is stupid. My job is stupid. I need to sell more books so I don't have to do this stupid job. But then once I get downstairs and I get onto the platform and I'm teaching the kids, it is a lot of fun. The kids are great. I have a couple of kids that I'm just like, if I could reach through the, uh, the screen, I would probably smack them around a little bit. Um, but most of the kids are super fun. Um, most of them really want to learn and they like to talk about themselves, which is great. But a lot of times they don't know the words in English. Um, so we kind of have to mime and, and do fun things to, to figure it out. But I, I really enjoy it. Even when I, I start making the big bucks writing, hopefully I'll make the big bucks. Writing. I'll probably still do this just cause it's fun. I, so I added a link. I just, there was a teffle.org. I think it was just, and they have information on being certified there. So I added a link to the podcast. In the yeah. Shows. And I'll have to look up where I went, where I got certified because they run tons of sales. Um, I'm sure I have it on my computer. Um, Anyway, where was I? Oh, I on, so Monday. I Monday. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of tangents today. Um, yeah. Tomorrow I teach five classes. I hope to work on chapter four. I need to compose my newsletter because that goes out on Tuesday. Tuesday is the last, it's the last Tuesday of the month. And that's when I send my newsletter out. I am in that uh, book funnel promo. So I need to make sure I link that in my newsletter. Um, Tuesday I teach four classes. I have physical therapy again. Um, and Kean has his last football practice. I'm hoping to write between that, all that stuff. Wednesday, I teach five classes I'd like to write. Thursday, I don't have any classes. Um, my, like three weeks ago, I had one class and it canceled. So I just blocked that out and thought, okay, I'm just going to take that day. This is before I knew about the Chinese holiday 
that I would have the whole next week off, but whatever. I didn't open it up. I'm still off on Thursday. I hope to write Friday. I only have one class. Um, and I think that's the beginning when, you know, the Chinese families start to travel for that week. Um, so I just have the one class and I physical therapy again, and I'd like to write Saturday is Kian's last football game. Um, I'll probably do laundry. I have been enjoying doing laundry on Saturdays, but I don't have to do it on Sunday. I did it yesterday too. Um, I, I hope to zoom with friends. Um, last weekend was just bad for everybody. And then this weekend, um, my friend Dana, her dad had some surgery up in New Jersey. So she's been up there with him. Um, hopefully I talked to her last night. He is doing better. Um, he, he got an infection that kind of went into his blood and they were hoping that it wasn't going to his heart. And so yeah, positive thoughts out to him that, um, he's going to recover from this very well. Um, so we might zoom next weekend, just depending on, uh, how Dana's doing, how our dad's doing. And then Sunday podcast and write, and that's all I have on the schedule now. Um, but I mean, that was basically what I had on the schedule for last week and I didn't do any of that. So we'll see how it goes. Nobody's ever actually started out a, a sentence. I actually enjoyed doing laundry and then continued the sentence because laundry. I don't is... enjoy doing laundry. I enjoy doing it on Saturday okay. versus Sunday. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's relative. Okay. Gotcha. So it still sucks. It's the it just day sucks a little bit less. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. It makes Sunday right. suck a little bit less. Right. So, okay. So I am working I mean, from home. Suck now, but whatever. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I am working from home this week. Um, this is my last week working from home. Well, it's not my last week. I'm, I'm going into the office the following week, but then as far as I know, I'm back home again for three weeks. So I'm working from home this week, um, Monday through Friday. They're pretty much the same. I'm, I'm back to 40 hours now, you know, back when I was at 40 hours in March, I was doing yoga on what, what was it? Monday evening and Thursday afternoon at lunch, Monday after work, but that's not happening now. So pretty much my Monday through Friday are going to be the same this week. I'm going to, um, right at lunch. I'm going to go back to 90 minute lunches this week. So I'm going to work seven to 1130, one to four 30. And I'm gonna go back to 90 minute lunches since I'm now writing again. And I'll probably hit my golf simulator in the evening. I have to cure this one little problem I had yesterday that I did way too many times, which was pull the ball left. And I think I know why I did it. I just have to practice in my simulator. Uh, Saturday, I'm going to go golfing in the morning again. Uh, like I said, 7.26 tee time. So I'll get about 5.30, get there by 7. The golf course that I go to has the most amazing breakfast sandwich. But when I get there, the golf course isn't actually open. They don't open till seven and I get there at like 640 for the 705 tea time. So I, I go into the clubhouse and the lady makes the sandwich for me, but then she says, you have to pay me later. So between the ninth hole and the 10th hole, I go in and pay for my breakfast, which is always fun. Um, and then I'll get home probably about 1230 to one o'clock on Saturday and have the entire day to, to work on whatever chapter I'm on. I know in the past I would try to do multiple chapters on Saturday, but now that I'm going to be writing more on Thursdays, I'm just going to try to keep it at one chapter a day. There will be days when I don't complete a full chapter. I know that already. And then maybe I can use the weekends to try to catch up the same way that I try to catch up on my sleep on the weekend. So, um, and then Sunday podcast, watch football and, uh, my, my marketing plan because it will be October, whatever, 4th, I think. My marketing plan will be complete for October. So I'll probably start working on newsletter stuff, how to get better um, at writing newsletters, how to be a better storyteller in a newsletter to get people to open them. And I'll start looking at ways to really just, uh, is the word call, call the list? I don't know. What, 
you know, trim the list down from the people who don't open and get them off of there because I know I'm getting close to having to pay more money and I don't want to have to do that if people aren't actually, they don't actually care. Um, yeah. So that is my week coming up. Um, and that is all we have on the outline. Do you have anything else? No, huh? Nope. I don't have anything else either. So if you want to reach us, you can find me at jerryevanoff.com. You can email me if you want to, jerry at jerryevanoff.com. Twitter, uh, jerrye25, or just search my name, Jerry Evanoff. I think my current picture is me kissing a dolphin. So it should be pretty easy to find. Um, on, on Facebook, you can reach me. Uh, jerry Evanoff author is the author page. And I'm on Snapchat and I'm on. And if you're interested in seeing lots of golf stuff on Snapchat, like I know Lindsay is, um, follow mm-hmm. me there. And watch all my fun stories. Maybe I'll start. I said this before, but maybe I'll start doing Instagram stories instead. But I said that before and didn't do it. So I don't know why I'd say it this time. I have to say, I enjoyed the the cooking segments a lot more than the golfing segments. I was at the grocery store Friday morning. And I thought to myself, well, I haven't done a Snapchat cooking thing in a while. So I'm probably not going to do one today. (laughs) <laughs> um, although I want taco salad. I haven't had taco salad in a while, but I've already done that cooking segment. So yeah. maybe I'll do it again. I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can find me at lindsayevanoff.com. You can email me lindsay at lindsayevanoff.com. I'm on Facebook, Lindsay Evanoff author, Instagram, Lindsay Evanoff author, and Twitter, Evanoff Lindsay. So if you like our podcast, <clears throat> give us a review on the podcast page. And until next week. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening to the new author podcast. Check back next week for another episode. And for more information, find Jerry at www.jerryevanoff.com and Lindsay at www.lindsayevanoff.com. 